Welcome to The People Show with Big Nazar and Randeep Janda. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to The People Show. Good afternoon to you. Thanks for making us part of your day. It's Bick Nazar. It's Randy Janda. It's Dominic Shermati. And it's you, the people, coming to you live from the Kintech studio. Kintech Footwear and Orthotics, Canada's favorite orthotics provider, supported by over 1,500 five-star Google reviews. Find your perfect fit at Kintech.net. Keep those texts coming in. As you always do on the People Show, the 650-650 Dunbar Lumber text line, the smart alternative. Visit Dunbar Lumber on Bridge Street in Ladner or Arbutus in Vancouver. Online at DunbarLumber.com. Randy Janda. How you feeling, man? What's going on, Bic? I'm feeling pretty good. But I know you and Seahawks Nation are feeling incredible today. Let's ride! <laughs> that is wild, man. Okay, I wish there were uh, opportunities for our listeners to to maybe have an understanding of what's going on in our group text because Bick after that game silent for the whole game, silent for the whole game, but beyond that, as that game finished yesterday, you were wild. You were just you were into it. Congratulations to the Seahawks and their fan base. That was your Super Bowl last night. That was your Super Bowl last night. Uh, well, man, you're already like throwing shade. No, that was a big moment for you guys. Sure. Come on. Yeah, no, you was, you tweeted yourself, if they go winless for the rest of the season, it's all right. Doesn't even matter. Like, this is a transition year. And for you to win the big one, now it's like all gravy. The, the thing I think a lot of people were worried about was struggling, like losing this one and eking out five wins. Now it's like, whatever. You win five games on top of this one? It's fantastic. It's fantastic. Anything can happen. Wait. Well, you're going to hurt Seahawks fans? We're like, oh my God, you get the first overall pick with this emerging roster. Oh, no, that's probably the good thing for that's them. That's probably a great thing. Okay, winning is one thing. But you look at the way that this game played out, the way that the Seahawks ended up winning the game, that's got to make it sweeter. And I look at last night's game, and you talk about the Russell Wilson hype and just the noise around this and how I thought the Broncos, I don't know if they demolished them, but I thought they'd win. Pretty easily. It didn't play out that way. The fact that you end up beating the guy that, yeah, there's a lot of animosity in that market. We heard the boos. Not only do you beat him, he doesn't have the football in his hands on the last play. He doesn't even have the football in his hands. A lot of different things. But you've heard me say time and time again, I will take an imperfect plan with buy-in rather than a perfect plan with no buy-in. You can, and essentially what it comes down to is you can be the smartest person in the room. If you can't convince other people to go along with you, it doesn't matter. So you can just be the fourth smartest person in the room, the 10th smartest person in the room. If you can get a bunch of people to follow you, that matters more. What happened last night was a perfect representation of that. I got to give credit. The Broncos offense, they're going to be fine. Okay. Russell Wilson is going to win games in Denver. Maybe not this year, but you make that trade a hundred times out of a hundred times. You're going to be fine. 
They're yep. going to win real games. They're going to go to the playoffs. Maybe not this year. Maybe next year. But whatever. They're going to figure it out. There was a lot of good things on offense that they did that Broncos fans should be excited for. The problem is when you come up with all these designs and it looks really cool and it looks really smart, you still need everyone to buy into it. Pete Carroll, Russell Wilson chose an offense and a new destination of, I, I want something more creative. But you know what you lost? You lost everyone following you. I believe in Coach Hackett. <laughs> Does he, though? You lost everyone following you. And that's what Pete Carroll did. Look at all the guys last night. A, just look at the Denver players, first of all. Shelby Harris, post game, took it personally. Oh, Noah yeah. Fant, didn't have a big game, but showed up. A bunch of other players, too, all following to the same drum. And you throw the crowd behind it. One team working together to pull this one thing off. They do it, it might blow up in their face in the long run for the season. Okay, But last night, that was buy-in versus strategy. Nathaniel Hackett called some cool stuff. The offense looks like it's going to be one of the better offenses in the league because they produced a lot of yards. It's still obviously a work in progress. It's the first game. But this is the life Russell Wilson chose. You're going to miss out on buy-in. And why, why is that important? Because how confident do you think Broncos fans are feeling, or Broncos players are feeling right now after what happened at the end of that game? I think fans will probably like leave Nathaniel Hackett in Seattle, don't bring him back. And players, you sign a player for $200 million, you give him an extension. $250 million. Exactly, right? $200 plus, $200 million guaranteed, and you don't give him the ball at the end of the game. And beyond that even. Bick. No, already, it's like, it's so beyond that. But even on top of that, that doesn't instill confidence. But before that, let 39 seconds waste away on the clock with three timeouts. And the reason I talk about you can be the smartest guy, again, schematically, the Broncos did a lot of very interesting stuff that's going to show out over the course of a season. But outside of just designing things, because, look, these coaches, they're professional coaches, man. There's only so many ways you can draw lines on a paper. A lot of the coaches can design these things. It's what can you pull off. And also, how do you get people to, to buy into you? What is a coach's primary job? It's not just design these plays. A head coach, situational football, clock management, and penalties. Those are three big things we look at head coaches and say, you are responsible for this. These failings or successes are a reflection of you. Yeah. Penalties, boy, the Broncos had a lot last night. A ton. And basically only the taunting one was the one I looked at and said, uh, you could probably let that one go. But aside from that, they were full value for a lot of those penalties. And by the way, in the fourth quarter, probably should deserved a few more holding penalties. Yep. I know Mitchell Schwartz, former offensive line, was saying, would have loved to play with these refs. I could have played an extra couple of years. No, holding penalties is great. So penalties were a big problem. Timeouts. We talked about that 39 seconds. You saved your timeouts to ice the kneel downs. Like, what is happening here? And also, Brutal. clock management. Yep. Situational football. Terrible in the red zone. Shockingly bad. Yeah, the fumbles play a role into this, but even the completions were short completions behind the line of scrimmage. So situational football, clock management, and penalties. Nathaniel Hackett went 0 for 3 in a big way, and that's a concern. And one of those fumbles that Williams had as well, that one was based on, it looked like a, a an offense that wasn't organized. That was... Kind of behind it there. And the Melvin Gordon one, that was, a, I think, a strong defensive play. But the Williams one, they looked out of sorts from the beginning. And credit to the Seahawks fans, because they were 
on it yesterday. They were on Russell Wilson. But at the end of the day, as a coach, you got to make sure your guys are ready. You talk about motivating them. You talk about doing the work, but at the same t- thing. And we've talked about this a lot here in Vancouver. I remember it was a buzzword a couple years ago for Travis Green. Why do, in the preseason, coaches say, hey, buy in, buy in. you got to make sure that you are part of this organization, but also you do your job. Yesterday, the Denver Broncos might be more skilled. They might have the more skilled quarterback, even though Geno Smith was on one yesterday. Oh, we'll get to that at some point. Geno Smith was on one. We'll get to that at some point. But Pete Carroll, and we talked about this yesterday as well. Mike Tomlin, you can say whatever you want about that Pittsburgh Steelers or offense, defense, the entire team. But he is one of the better coaches in the NFL, and he can build up a team. Pete Carroll did that yesterday. He had his guys ready. Those teams go hard. Win or lose, are you extracting maximum effort, right? I'll, I'll use another catchphrase you've heard me say. Talent All I have to say is, let's ride. <laughs> Shelby Harris from last night. On that note, Train in the Ridge coming in with, hey, Broncos fans, let's cry. Oh, there were some good fun, like some, some good lines. Broncos country, left wide, the kick going. Mm, right? That's like, pretty good. That's like, good. There were some good that's ones. That's a hard kick. Yeah, yeah, but like you're still going to make fun I understand. Of it. sure. it's, a, it's a ridiculous kick. Yeah. And, and we'll talk about the fallout of the, the, the kicker saying, Oh, uh, just get me to the 46-yard line. I can do the rest. You had four minutes to go. There's no way anyone's going. Yeah. Hey, just get me 32 yards. We're good You also then. had two additional t- timeouts in the end that you could have moved it up. You could have helped the guy out a little bit, yeah. too. There's no way McManus, with four minutes to go, they approach him going like, hey, what do you need? You're like, oh, yeah, 46-yard line. It's fine. Don't worry about it. I got it from there. Can you imagine the arrogance on a kicker? If said, just waste away the regular th- rest of the 39 seconds. I got this. If there was a guy, it'd be him. No, Mike Vanderjet would hold. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The same Mike Vanderjet, yeah. or idiot kicker, or Sebastian, or uh, Sebastian Janikowski, just because he probably could hit yeah, four yards. You probably like hit prime, it. prime sea bass, probably. I'd agree with that one. But the like the 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 Tomlin, the Carroll guys, what do they get? They get buy in. They get competition. They get compete. Win or lose, do you extract everything you can? And the phrase you've heard me say: talent's what you have, attitude is what you extract from it. Those. Organizations, those programs, get buy-in. The Seahawks, that was a step in the right direction as far as what you're trying to build. The season still might end with six wins, five wins. But, man, that is a hell of a start for Pete Carroll and the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah, And, and on Monday Night Football, like that's a recruiting pitch right there. And ev- well. everybody comes in buzzing after that game as well, right? So you're talking about the fan base is one thing, but... We saw the quotes from Geno Smith after the game. We saw what Shelby Harris said. We definitely saw on the other opposite side where Russell Wilson looked like he got his lunch money taken from him. Like, this has them, at the very least, for a couple of weeks, they're going to feel like they got a chance in every single game. Every single game, because they won that big game. Now, one thing about Nathaniel Hackett, unlike my guy, Mike McDaniel, doesn't need a wheelbarrow. That, uh, I heard Jamie Dodd. I heard Jamie Dodd talking about the most cowardly plays in football yesterday. Yeah. Now, that was more... Uh, or in sports. In sports. That was like a, a second and long draw or end of the half draw or the, the multiple pickoff attempt. This is more like in theory rather in than theory. specific plays. But this was, this was it. Yeah. Right? Like rather than having faith in your guys, it was a baffling, baffling decision. Credit to the Seahawks because, yes, I'm not going to lie. I thought they'd get absolutely beaten to a pulp. But at the same time, this is a... This is a coach that had showed, doesn't matter. I might have, have a skill deficiency here. I'm, maybe the quarterback is lesser than the other guy, but he did coach him up. 
But this is credit to the Seahawks. As bad as the Broncos were, which they were, and they're they're I, going to get better. They yeah. will get better. There was some rust on them. They were bad in situational moments. In the red zone? That matters. Yeah. No, it, it like those are pivotal areas of the, the field. They were fine overall. Yeah. They, they were – it depends on what you expect from the Broncos. If you were someone that said, hey, they're going to go win the Super Bowl, then, yeah, they were really bad yesterday. If you thought they were about a 500 team, then that's kind of what 500 teams do. They sometimes struggle. And, yeah, they will get better. But we also got to be careful on stuff like that because, man, coaches tend to make the same mistakes over and over and over again, and we have no track record. Like We, we say that with the confidence of assuming coaches do get better, but like Anthony Lynn had all sorts of problems with time management and two-minute drill, and there, there's just a litany of coaches that fail in the league because they just never evolve. And the, this whole choice of Russell Wilson saying, hey, I want out of Seattle, which, like, that's fine. You want something out of your career, that's fine. But, like, we get to analyze the decision, and you chose Nathaniel Hackett over Pete Carroll. Yeah. That's that's part of this decision process, too. And in comparing it, now the story comes out last week, Brady Henderson writes this great piece on ESPN. He was sitting there stewing over Tom Brady at the Super Bowl. So Tom Brady got out of New England and chose Tampa Bay, all the weapons. Russell Wilson wanted to choose a bunch of weapons. Yep. What ends up happening, too? Tom Brady chose Bruce Arians, mm-hmm. someone with track record. Double-digit wins in the league. Matt Stafford gets out of Detroit, chooses Sean McVay. Russell Wilson chose Nathaniel Hackett. Okay, what did he choose there then? Control, All right? If if you don't, if you have a rookie head coach there, you're going in there to say maybe you can influence more than you could in Seattle. Mm-hmm. In Denver, in the end, the coach is going to make the call. And if you don't, you're not confident in that. Well, yeah, the coach is going to make the call, but also. Have you gained so much control? The Broncos are all in on Russell Wilson. Yes. They gave him the contract. They gave up the draft picks. Ownership, the new ownership group is all, like, they've basically handed the stadium to him. He's the the most powerful person in the franchise. More than the coach, more than the GM. That's that's what's happened here. They give up all the capital, all the money for him. So, as much as it it comes down to the coach, does it also come down to Russell Wilson? It's kind of his, his team right now. Yeah, the grass is not always greener. I, I still, That's the worry, right? That's the worry. That's essentially what it is. So for me, the expectations with this Broncos team was that they weren't going to be up there with the Chiefs, but could they be there with the Chargers and be at that level? Second in the division, wild card team. And they got a lot to fix. You know, fumbling doesn't help. Interesting decision-making from your coach. Not interesting. Terrible decision-making. Mm-hmm. And Russ has got to be better as well. In the end, I still think they trend towards that, but this is a huge, huge problem in the sense that you have to have confidence in your coaching situation. You have to have confidence in the guy making the right decision at the right time. And as a rookie coach, your first game in prime time for that matter, to make that mistake, very few, very few coaches come back from that. Look at the past. It's very difficult. If you haven't won anything, you can turn into a gif or a meme very quickly. Mm-hmm. And Nathaniel Hackett, unfortunately for him, probably that probably happened to him last night. And, and we'll see what happens because it, like this isn't a Mike McDaniel scenario where, look, he he had some gutsy calls, and even if they failed, you'd still say, okay, fourth and seven from midfield can understand why you go for it. We get that. Some other guys, Kevin O'Connell, obviously had a shining one, but you you want to start the foundation. That was not a foundation start for uh, Nathaniel Hackett, who's also uh, the subject of our wrong answers only 
650-650 if you want to chime in here. Better decision makers than Nathaniel Hackett. It was a calamity at the end of the, the game yesterday. You saw the Manning cast video that's going viral. Peyton Manning bruising his fingers, just like calling for timeout on the Manning cast. Disjointed, awful. That was the last four minutes for the Denver Broncos. Brutal. Absolutely brutal. Better decision makers than Nathaniel Hackett. Wrong answers only. 650-650. Ooh, okay. Last year's big six. Hey, man. Hey, well, you know what? Nathaniel Shoot. Hackett didn't make any any good decisions last night. So catching that, strays on a on a fun day. That was for a me. direct hit. Well played. But the thing is, is like that was the right answer, maybe. I think it was, was based rough. on yeah. Hackett's response thus far in yeah. week one. That's a tough one. Nice one. Nice one. Uh, my wrong answer is me after about eight drinks. Generally, a better decision maker than Nathaniel Hackett during a game. Uh, I had two a uh, a constant here. In wrong answers only. What's that? Connor McDavid's house, but I was going to say Connor McDavid's realtor. Better decision. Like, okay. This Yo, is the that, house you want. That's down to personal preference. Come on, man. <laughs> Wait, would you like? Would you like a house in a barren field or whatever that, this is? The frozen tundra of Edmonton. That is just strewn with dark furniture and dark walls and. Uh, wrong answers only, though. The, the one I will go with. Uh, better decision makers. What about Jim Benning? Ooh. Ooh. So Travis the Courier. Timbo Slice all coming in with Jim Benning as well. So there you go. That's popular with the people right now. Jim Benning. Uh, we got this other one. Throwing shade at the Seahawks. Daryl Bevel and Pete Carroll are better decision makers than, than Nathaniel Hackett. Call back to uh, the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl. Chief Wiggum. Yeah, he, he made some questionable decisions. Not great. Not great. 650-650 hit us up. Better decision makers than Nathaniel Hackett. We got a lot of Jim Bennings coming in here. Yeah. Uh, Louis Erickson when he sees an empty net. <laughs> particularly his own. Only when he sees an the empty net. Uh, Patrick Stefan waiting to take a shot. That's rough. That's rough. How about uh, Leon Lett? Remember when he was running towards the end zone? Or, or when he tried to recover a, or a that. missed field goal. He's got both of them. Kramer. I think it's a tie right now. Kramer versus Nathaniel Hackett. What was Kramer's like best idea? Restaurant uh, that only serves PB&J? Yeah, that was up there. The the Thai Rolex? Rolodex or whatever? Yeah, yeah. That one? Uh, we got this one from Timbo Slice again coming in with a different one. Timmy from South Park. I mean, he always dies, so... Timmy. Timmy. Wait, is it Timmy that always dies or Kenny? Kenny always dies. Kenny. Yeah. Timmy's the other guy, yeah. Timmy's the other guy. Yeah. That's the Tim Schaller drop we used yes. to use back in the Timmy. day. Timmy. Oh, right. Timmy. Uh, Trey Lance. Wrong answers only. That one's from uh, Tanbeer. Tanbeer. Oh, this one. Taking shots. This is a strong one. What do we got? Mark Crawford. Ooh. Nagano. Nagano. Yeah. Not letting 99 in the shootout. All right. That's a strong submission. Better decision makers than Nathaniel Hackett. Wrong answers only. Glenn in Richmond. Uh, John Elway. Guess he hired Nathaniel Hackett. So that's a wrong answer. That's true. Uh, this one. When is hockey talk coming on? Next. Don't worry Come on. We always talk hockey. Yeah. And we will be talking hockey. Uh, you'll hear from uh, Elias Pettersson, who spoke with uh, media today. A scrimmage, too. 
<laughs> oh, it's coming on. Wrong answers worry. only. Me. Just the person. Just that lone person. No name. I think we can all relate. The weekend is slowly coming closer. We all make some questionable decisions. I can't relate. That's I, why. I, I just know. That's why Confession Friday is a thing. You just, make bad decisions, and then we talk about it. I have one. Yep. I married Doug McCallum. <laughs> wait, wait. Maybe the Denver Broncos can play in the Surrey Stadium. I heard they're interested. Two bad decision makers coming together? He might be coaching that stadium sooner than later. Shoot. <laughs> That's pretty strong. Uh, all right. Keep coming with the wrong answers only. Better decision makers than Nathaniel Hackett. We'll get to more on the other side. Elias Pettersson showing up for these uh, informal skates. And they, they had a bit of a scrimmage today. And we saw a D-pairing. We'll get into that all. The other On the other side, Bick Nazar, Randy Janda, home of the Canucks, Sportsnet 650.